one two, check check one two. I was brought to the surface for a purpose With so much value in a life It can't be worthless I'm at your service The competition's nervous I'm still shining even after all the splurges I represent a time that's gone I'm all alone But still I walk the path I was shown I don't conform to the norm They doing coke and porn I got a bigger purpose That's why I was born I stay structured Keep my focus so I won't rupture If you standing next to me You know I trust ya Spit so many words I got the cotton mouth Drying like I'm in a drop Can I get some Liquids to refresh my mouth I'm still going Energized cause I'm flowing Triple stage darkness Cause them not knowing Blind, deaf and dumb We still get the same outcome We was born kings Like king we shall overcome I'm a special vessel But I still have to wrestle With the flesh is a test Will I make a mess? I'm making moves like chess Protection at my nest Fuck with my queen You getting checked Shine like the sun They gon' see me Blinded by my UV It's a spiritual thing So now you see Check one two So tonight I'm Jay and we have with us Captain Keith. What's good, my brother? Not much, man. Not much. Hey, man. So I'm excited about our guest tonight. I know you first let me hear some of his music back in, in you know, about a year or so ago. And man, oh, I'm, yeah. so, I'm so impressed by what I heard. We had to do a dedicated um, episode just breaking down one of his albums, which was really dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was real cool. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's tight that after kind of doing that to uh, actually have this person and you know to actually conversate with and get some insight, it's just like a a perfect you know part two. Yeah, so guest artist Sun, which stands for Scientific Universal Non Commercial. I have known Sun for about two decades, maybe longer. <laughs> so wow. it's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah, and uh, you know we're both from Michigan. He's from Ypsilanti. So, which is still Metro Detroit, but yeah, Ipsy. Yeah, he's Ipsy's firstborn son over there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, he's he's uh, one of my favorite MCs. Just one of the illest, man. Just one of the illest. He, uh, real cool, conscious cat. Uh, I just, you know, you never know what's going to happen in life and who you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. I can remember the day I met him at the radio station. I used to DJ out of, um, out of Oakland University, WXOU. Mm-hmm. I met son through... Uh, a uh, mutual friend, uh, Mark Kemp. And uh, cause, you know, I told Mark that I had a, you know, a radio show, public radio show. And, you know, Mark had this record label, Silent Records. And uh, he just talked about Sun because Mark knew that I wasn't really, like, there was gangster rap that I liked, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of got my fill of it. I knew what was going to happen with it. Um, I knew it was going to get gratuitous and repetitious. And I told him that, you know, I needed to have some MCs that had something to say. Mm-hmm. something I could gravitate to. So he's like, I got, you know, I got an artist named Son. I'm like, oh, well, bring him through. So, you know, I love meeting new people. So when I met Son and he came through, he just, it was just a great, it was a great day. It was a great radio broadcast. Mm-hmm. And I just had no idea that that would spark a friendship that would last, you know, that would span over 20 years. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and so, you, so it's just a blessing when you cross people's paths, you just never know how they're going to influence you in your life and, until they do, you know yeah. what I mean? So and yeah, I've, just, I've been a been following him, been a fan. We 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 we've been cool ever since. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's you know that's my story with 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 Son and how we met. And he was always like, he's always been ahead of the curve too. Like you know, people 
need to understand the Roots weren't the first rap band. They were just the ones that survived. Mm. But, you know, some was the first cat I saw, first MC, you know, out of the Detroit scene who would perform with a live band. Mm. And it was it was great. So, you know, he, he oh, you never knew what, what you were going to get when you went to a sun show, but you knew it was going to turn out and you were going to have a good time. Right. So all those things just stayed with me. So all right. All right. <laughs> that's dope. And that's a hell of a intro to a hell of a MC. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, introduce uh, Sun to the show. How you doing, man? What's up, bros? That was nice. <laughs> oh, oh, no problem, man. No problem. Hey, yeah. it's good to get to see you, man. It's, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute since we did a, something like this. So <laughs> a long time. So there's yeah. been quite a few albums after that. So, so. Yeah. like I said, I'm familiar with a lot of your work. So it's basically stuff that I could ask you. But, you know, since you are artists and definitely a strong lyricist, I think that you could tell a lot about a person by the words they say. So I would like to ask you is like, with a lot of your, your music, what I'm noticing, it really contains things like spirituality, truth telling, and it's kind of revolutionary as well. And so with that, how much would you say that your life is reflected in the rhymes that you say? Oh, that's all day. You know, I I, I, I can say that uh, my music is what like people should subscribe to. You know what I'm saying? We all want to, you know, I can't sit here and say that I live every lyric like right. the the higher lyric, but that's definitely what I subscribe to. You right. know, it's like, uh, I can only speak that way because that's, that's the, you know what I'm saying? The way I live, that's why I look at, you know, other rappers who, well, you know, in this new generation where they try to be something they not, that's that's just the part I don't get, you know? Yeah. When you go back, you probably did have cats who was real gangsters and, you know, they just happened to rap. Right. But these kid, these kids now, you know, they got it all mixed up. Yeah, man, they do. Yeah, and I consider what you kind of say too is aspirational as well, because sometimes you don't be there, but you know what you, you know, what you want to go for, and you do have to put it out there. Yeah, exactly. You got to put it in the universe, you know, to subscribe to walk towards it, you know, mm -hmm. like a blessing. You know, you can only get that blessing if you're going in that direction. Right. That's right. Um, that's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah, for all of us. <laughs> right. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And that also kind of ties into your uses of the word manifesting. You use manifest and manifesting quite often. Oh, yeah. 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 That's uh, that word because that's like uh, a garden and that's the earth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Your mind state is, is one and the same. You know, when you're dealing with a substance that's dark and thoughts is like seeds. So thoughts is planted in the seeds of the mind, you know what I'm saying? Just like the seeds of the earth, which come to fruition. And right. depending on how you nurturing that thought that you planted in your mind through the different practices, then they manifest and come to fruition. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. just like the uh, the nurturing the water and you tilling it, getting mm -hmm. the weeds out, you know, making the room for that, that whatever to sprout. It's the same way in thought, you know? If yeah. you want something to manifest, you have to nurture it and for it to manifest. Right. And that could be, you know, years down the line, days, weeks, hours, you know, it just all on the condition of the rightness of that seed and that thought. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful and it's very true. I want to talk about the new album you have out. It's called For You Make Radiant Room. First off, 
How, how did you come up with that 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 title? That title, that title, uh, Radiant Room. When I was uh, with one of my partners hanging out maybe 20 years back, his grandmother, you know, she's a spiritual lady. She was into that uh, Christian science. Mm. And she was, uh, she just had the saying, you know, for you, make Radiant Room. And, you know, basically I equated it to, you know, always use the example, like if you go into the store, the mall or something like that, and you're looking for that park on, all the way on your way to the store, you saying, for you make radiant room, for you make radiant room. When you pulling in, somebody pulling out. It ain't no driving around the mall half hour looking for a park, because <laughs> for you make radiant room. So, you know, I said, dang, with that thought in mind, I said, why not make, name the album that? For you make radiant room, because it make, it make things move. You know, it just have to be, you know, the right time, time and space for that to, uh, to manifest. Okay. That, that's where the concept came from for you make Radiant Room. Real cool. Cause you know, the album cover is amazing. It's it's you know, this this real cool picture. It's like it's almost like a maybe a TV tube and it says, you know, for you make radiant room and, and there's like a maybe like a child's hand on the screen. And it's like, it's just getting ready to go into space, getting ready to go to an, another realm or next level. I mean, that's what I get when I look at it. Well, yeah, you know what, you know what, art is always up to the, the viewer, you know what I'm saying? Or the listener, yeah. you, you take it where you want to take it. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But I always have uh, some type of, some space theme and just like just about all the albums yeah. dealing with that, that scientific universal. Yes, definitely. That's yeah. Yeah, it's real cool. And so, so touching on that, like your your most recent album, I also noticed like with some of your past work, when it comes to your your sound, like it kind of changes. Like you, like a lot of times you have that traditional boom back kind of sound, but then some songs you have a little bit more jazzy, um, and like you know, like this one has some funk in it, some of those different kind of bass lines and stuff like that. So I see you kind of you kind of switch it up, and you're always on point with it. You always got a nice flow. You always got strong metaphors and stuff like that. So when you change those sounds and play around with, with having different sounds kind of backing you, how does that influence your flow? Or do you, or you kind of go from the other way of, I have my flows and I find music that match it, or do you just kind of hear the, hear the music and just kind of flow off that? That never been my concept to like, uh, because I think when you, uh, when you write before the beat, it's, uh, you lose, you can lose something, you know what I'm saying? The beat always for me, have to be the driving force mm. because that's to me that's the fine line of difference even though hip-hop on some level is poetry mm. that's the true defining line between poetry and hip-hop because the beat should be the driver and because the beat is painting the picture but if you write before that beat then that's just poetry and maybe if you saying that poetry over the beat you can enhance it and you know put some different inflection in it but to me, you won't get that true meaning out of it if you don't let the, the beat dry the lyrics. Because, you know, when you're dealing with hip hop, like the type of beats I deal with, lyrics is driven by each of those sounds, you know what I'm saying, in there. From the hook, you know, to, uh, to, to just some of the lyrics, to the drops that some of the beats have. Right. You know, those, those fine definitions uh, drive a lot of the lyrics. Yeah, you, you definitely be in the pocket, man, for sure. So you definitely be riding those beats. 
And then I think it's also type two that you kind of incorporate, which is a lost art, but I still I still love it. It's like the the mixing and scratching. I, I oh. love that because it plays into what you're saying and backing you up in a way and you kind of like, you know, jumping off of off of the, you know, the inserts and stuff, which is like I said, I don't know why a lot of MCs still don't do that. But like I said, it's a lost art that really takes your music to another level. I'm, I'm kind of glad you mentioned that because you did. Uh, when I hear people, you know, uh, try to define my music in, in particular or just define that era of music, you know, they always use that word old school. <laughs> and it's like on some level, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say it's offensive or insulting, you know what I'm saying? Because I guess you have to deal with genres. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, just like when you listen to... I don't know any other genre. They just don't de define it as old school. You know what I'm saying? It's either classic. Right. It's like uh, hip hop. You're not a. You're not a. You are not allowed to uh, refine yourself in the culture. You know, it's like it, you' supposed to stop at 25 or or mm. 19. You know, what I'm like you time out. You know what I'm saying? When you were almost when you was dumb. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you're feeling. Yeah with a, a conscious music like KRS is only just getting better. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, when you're dealing with real art, you know what I'm saying? Real music is it's only getting better through time right. because you growing as a human, as a person. So if you still had a time and skills to express that in that form, you only getting better. Yeah. I, I've been noticing that with MCs um, as of late. And it's kind of funny because once somebody kind of connects to you. It's like a relationship. So you always kind of go back and see what people are doing. So people like KRS-One, people like um, Grand Poobah and folks like that, they still on it. They still have more to say. They, they, they're, they're still relevant. And it's funny about the word old school. I use it as a thing of a praise in a way. I know some people, maybe younger folks might use it as a, a thing to kind of, you know, downplay or act like, you know, it's, you know, it's no longer relevant. Right. But when I say old school, I mean, that's when things were of substance. Of old school means to me is that when somebody right. used to care right. and had right. morals and was right. trying to teach you something, right. you know, right. not necessarily preach to you, but teach you right. something. So right. when I hear old school, and, and I'm sure folks my age, when they hear, when they say old school, they probably mean it the way I mean it with, you know, a thing of respect and a thing of morals and, and, and like I said, and um, content and something that would feed you. That's, that's what old school hip hop did. This new stuff is fast food. Now I'm not knocking all of it, yeah. but, but it's almost kind of like, if I didn't grow up with it, it's hard for me to accept it. Right. Not knocking it, right. but, but like I said, old school. I'm, I'm knocking it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm knocking it. I hear you, bro. I hear you. But when I say old school, that's equivalent to me saying soul food. Something that everybody may not get, but people who know it know what it means and what it does for them. So and there it is. I was gonna say too that um so even if we go back to to rock and roll, and like you said, they had what was called classic rock and alternative rock. But a funny thing happened along the way, you know. So Chuck Berry, Little Richard. You know, all that all of a sudden became oldies. So you know that. So that's a term that's even worse than old school. Aside. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So wait a minute. So how was that foundational music that, to, which which to me is classic? You know, to me, oldies is an offensive term. So right. 
Yeah, so you know that goes in, in sync with what you're saying in regards to old school. But I like what Jay said because because it, it is so. Oh yeah, you put it in the context for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I also say too though, you know, one thing that we still have for hip hop is that golden age. Yeah. So, and when you say golden age, I mean for me that's a positive connotation. Yeah. You know. And then we got we got that word. You know what I'm saying? The word hip hop. Yeah. You know, I, I would never uh, give Drake a hip hop label or. Right. None of these new rappers, they rappers. Y'all rap. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop is a form of consciousness. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop have elements to it. You know what I'm saying? And they don't really meet none of those elements. They just they just rap for the entertainment purposes. Yeah. Which is fine when you put it in its place. But just yeah. as long as people understand that doesn't en encompass all of the genre. You know, that there's a difference between hip hop and rap, like you just said. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel you on that. Definitely. So, so, son, so, so that leads me to another question then. So how do you find your place in that? You know, cause like when listening to your, to your lyrics and like I say, your metaphors and all that kind of stuff, like I say, you remind me like, like rock him and, and those folks, you know, and I think it, even though they're respecting this stuff, I know it was like a hard journey for them in a way too. And it's a lot of times because of what, you know, what the record labels are pushing or the radios is pushing because they know it's food and they don't want, you know, the folks to be, you know, nourished from it. And so they have a harder, uh, uh, it's, it's interesting, um, especially when it comes to art. It's not necessarily about how good you are. It's almost about what people can get away with using what you're doing. Right. And so if they could use it to distract or they could use it to keep somebody busy instead of actually doing what it's supposed to, because art is really, it's a form of communication. It's a mm -hmm. form of enlightenment. It's a form, mm -hmm. it's a form, form of connection. Mm -hmm. And so how do you, how do you deal with it? Or what do you, what keeps you going when you know that, you know, it's not necessarily about talent when it comes to the business of it. Now, when you do mm -hmm. stuff, you do it, for you, you know, you do, you give what's inside of you to give. And, and from, from what I heard of yours, it, it sounds pretty, pretty much uncompromised. So mm -hmm. how do you navigate through the world that has a filter to kind of, kind of block, you know, trying to block what's real and just trying to block what's feeding? What, what, how do you navigate that? And what keeps you pushing, pushing forward with what you know is the right thing to do and the right thing to say and, and right way to express yourself. It's a, it's a few things. Uh, one that stand out is uh, I listen to NPI. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're not as active as I used to, yeah. but I was listening to uh, NPI maybe about 10 or 15 years ago. And uh, they was interviewing like one of these, one of these chicks, you know what I'm saying? from like the, uh, I want to say the early 60s, 50s, soul singer, out cold, band. I mean, that shit was so out cold, but ain't nobody heard of her. You know what I'm saying? She yeah. damn near 75, 80 years old, just getting her respect due. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But she got a whole body of work that's so funky, soulful, beautiful. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just make the music and the universe is going to decide a lot of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they know the timing when, because I always say this ain't in vain. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You ain't doing all of this music and we ain't taking you this deep down in here for nothing. And right. when I always had those thoughts jumbling in my head, I never think about 
present success, what could have been in the past. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just think about what's down the road, what's headed. Yeah, that's smart. And it's funny because I know who you're talking about. I can't think of her name. And because of that NPR uh, interview, I ended up buying her music because she had an album that was coming out, but she had a history of all this other music. And I can't, yeah. I remember the cover because yeah. she's on the cover. It's yeah. kind of gray gray yeah. color tone and had blue writing and i can't think of her name but but i remember that interview and the sound and, was funky right yes yes yeah yeah y'all let me know because i want to check it out so i will because I, I got her album I just, <laughs> yeah, so it's just funny cool. you said that it just made it click I me. That. I'm like i remember and that, i know so. you know what i'm saying it, it's it's a ton of us out there like that you know what i'm saying yeah. just yeah. so many gems out there just waiting for somebody to unlift yes. that dark cover off and just let it shine Right. Definitely. Well, you know, and, and I always said to myself back in the day when I saw the floodgates open up for everybody wanting to be a gangster, everybody wanting to be hard, you know, and, and people misinterpreting what a hardcore really means. Because hardcore can also go back to like the punk rock movement, talking about being socially and politically active, you know, criticizing the government, criticizing the queen or the president. To me, right. that was hardcore. What, what Public Enemy was doing what KRS-One was doing. Just go go back to that Shining Underground album, Thug. There mm-hmm. you go. True Hard Underground. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but it was interesting to me because I said to myself, well, this is all going to be a flash in the pan because you, you you know real MCs from those who are, are, are you know, are not because real MCs are consistent. They always keep that message going. And when it's all over, when the rocks and dust and dirt is all cleared, they'll still be the one standing. Mm-hmm. See, you know, and I, you know, I feel that Long you are, exactly. And you're one of those MCs, you know, so, you know, you've been consistent. I mean, it, 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 it wasn't lost on me that last year in 2020, Paris made a new album. You made a new album. Karis one made a new album. Public enemy made a new album. That wasn't lost on me. You know what I'm mm. saying? That all these years later, and then and everything was on point. Everything was right on time. It was consistent and it was relevant. But where's everybody else at? <laughs> you know, it's you know, maybe gone. Hey, one, one day in the distant future, somebody might be able to sit all of that down in front of them and right. say, damn, look, listen at the revolutionaries that was there before me. Exactly. And not just in pictures, but in word and in beats, you know what I'm saying? Time and in rhythm. Right. Yes, exactly. And I feel like whenever, you know, an MC makes a great record or any musical artist makes a great record, especially like the ones that you've, you've been making, I feel like those type of records will be studied in the future because it represents a time and place. I mean, even when I look on the, you know, when you look at your new CD, I look on the back of it and I see footage, you know, images of Black Lives Matter. And when you open up the inside, you know, and you got the mask on and Black Lives Matter and all the different, you know, the collage, the, the montage of the different things that were happening last year, you know, that's that's a moment of time, mm-hmm. that, you know, that's, that's permanent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate we, that. We, we, we time stamped it. Yeah. Yeah. You really did. So I, I think that's cool. I think that's real cool. What are your inspirations for your, for, for, for your music? Because I know it's very interesting. Usually those that are, which would be considered, I guess, quote unquote, conscious or whatnot, or um, who's saying something, it'd be a lot of times, like even say Ice Cube, 
he started off with more like hardcore gangster rap and then he moved into more political stuff and then he did some little bit of party stuff and then he went back to whatever whatever and and usually people that are prolific like yourself usually they seem like they kind of switch up or try to reinvent themselves right mm -hmm. but but from the albums i heard from you and um keep telling me you have like nine albums total how did you stay consistent where you still talking about what you're talking about right you stick into mm -hmm. you stick into you know the stuff that you're into what you're trying to say you know you're still being you but you you're finding ways to push it out further you know because sometimes people you know the well runs dry and it's kind of like mm -hmm. what else can i say about this what if you know what what direction do i go and then they'll just turn into whatever boat is going that way and mm -hmm. it may not be there the right kind but they'll just ride on it because it's, it's moving how how do you find a way to extend and and keep it you keep it on you know on brand for yourself but have enough in you to make it last for nine albums and you still doing you when i think about uh the music that uh that brought me to where i'm at and i when i when i say this i'm not saying i'm nowhere on these artists level but these is the artists that i definitely uh look too far as uh an inspiration and in just in a longevity sense okay and, and the first would be george clinton mm. and the next would be prince you know what i'm saying when i used to just sit and look at a george clinton album you know you could just look at his album and listen to the music like all day and then like before i start writing my music I used to uh, listen to every Prince song, starting with like the Soft and Wet album to the Dirty Mind album. And I used to write down the lyrics to each one of his songs so I would know every song by heart. Wow. And that just got me in the mode of knowing how to write because I used to write down all his lyrics so I just knew them by heart. I was just that much of a fan of his music. Mm -hmm. So when I start when when uh because and i say that to it as in uh dating my evolution because it started with george clinton and then it went into prince and then all of a sudden this rap era came in with ll and and run dmc and right. i think just the simplicity of run dmc with the the, the beat the duh, 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 you know the one two, everything was simple it mm -hmm. wasn't really nothing deep that made you want to you know i can try this myself and by you just having that basic underlying curiosity or desire to rap, now I can come into my own. Like, who am I? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And as I start growing the military and all of these different life experiences, you know what I'm saying? And then you got the game, the, uh, the evolution of music changing. So now you got KRS coming in and Nas and the large professor mm. and Talib and most deaf. And I'm hearing this and then I'm, you know, I'm separating myself, refining myself, you know, kind of going through all of that. Wow. Yeah, that's man. That's, that's I was gonna, speaking of all that, son. Can you tell me the first, your first memory of hip hop? That would have to be, uh, we used to have, you know, we had black festivals in, in Ipsy and we had uh, Pee Wee Herman come up and then he performed. Joe Ski Love? Yeah, Joe Ski Love. <laughs> yeah, okay. Was, uh, you know, it was just, just wild to see him, you know what I'm saying? Doing his little thing, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And that didn't motivate me to rap or nothing, but you just asked me for like, 
Yeah, your first memory. Memorable moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm glad you said that. So my next question would be, when was the defining moment when you knew that you wanted to be an MC, that you were going to be an MC? When I was in the military, I was stationed out in uh, Washington D.C. I didn't have no access to no type of beats, so you know I was just kind of like taking. like Tribe was big at the time. So like when they was rapping, I was trying to rap right with them. Okay. So, but that that ain't really defining me. It's just making me mimic kind of them. But at the same time, it was it was helping me really get into it. Okay. So I think just in I think in that era, you know, with that early guru, tribe called quest, leaders of the new school. I knew like right then I wanted to do this. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And by me being in DC at that time. You know, it was just, I was just so East Coast until I could finally come back to Michigan. And I, you know, I was listening to the Detroit, which was kind of a turnoff to me, you know what I'm saying? Cause they was <laughs> so into that gangster kill, shoot, somebody dying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. I know. Yeah, you know bro. Austin Drain, Hardcore Committee, and yeah, yeah man. The Detroit's man. most wanted, Esham. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of that was a turn on to me, but I, I kind of missed that era because it kind of helped me stand out a little bit because it wasn't right. a lot of consciousness. But right. you know, we the uh, the metro area, you know, it was it, I was making enough noise where it was. You know, feeling you know in that area, you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Being able to oh, yeah. at St. Andrews and you know shit like that that helped. Oh yeah, oh yeah. When I think of your songs and your rhymes, what really stand out to me is always your strong metaphors. So, how important are metaphors to you, and how you use them for uh, just the like the genre of hip hop? I think metaphors is important. When you think about Matt Black Thought, Talib, you know what I'm saying? Some of the, like, you you just can't touch Black Thought metaphors no matter how how hard you try, you know what I'm saying? So I know that that's just kind of a part of it. But I always say, like, I don't believe that I'm consciously in the moment writing any of that music. I really believe I'm just remembering it. Wow. Because when I think about some of, some of what I'm saying and how deep it can get, I'm like, nah, this ain't me. I'm just remembering it. You know what hmm. I'm saying? So I have to give more, a lot of credit to me tapping into that universal source and yeah. just kind of guiding where where everything is at now. That's why I know we dealing with timing because if we was dealing with something that was uh, artificial, it probably yeah. would have been out here and got lost all up in the mix. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I think, I think the universe is waiting for a defining moment so if it's ever to be out there, it's going to be heard because it, it's going to be a defining moment for it. I believe and it ain't going to be about uh, popularity or most likes or listens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because that ain't what I'm that ain't what I'm all about. Right. It's, it's really going to be about, you know what I'm saying? Waking people up. And if it could be just one person, sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. And also when you're dealing with real food, you actually have to chew it. Exactly. And digest it. Right. Right. That's dope. Hey, this is Jay. And I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I just want to let you know that this conversation is part of a larger conversation that continues on the next episode.
Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.